0: You're listening to St. Pius 10th Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. I'm sure some of you have heard, maybe even seen in our bulletin, that next year, uh, St. Pius Church is going to open up a pilgrimage uh, to Italy. And I'll be the spiritual director for it. Um, this will be during the second week of Easter for next year. Uh, I chose We chose that date because of uh, one second week of Easter, decorations are still up. And the traffic is low, right? Everyone left uh, after Easter. And then also, uh, the weather is great, right? And so we have our orientation meeting coming up. It'll be uh, March 8th, right? Just in a, about a month or so. Uh, but it'll be for next year. If you're interested, uh, come to the orientation meeting and learn more about it. They already have a website on it. that stuff. I don't know about social media, Uh, but uh, come if you'd like to. Uh, This Sunday is actually the Word of God Sunday. A few years ago, our Holy Father dedicated the third Sunday of ordinary time to the Word of God, the Scripture. Uh, The Bible is one of the three main sources of teaching. The Catholic Church. Think of it as like a bar-, bar stool. And the church sits on top and it sits on the three legs, the three teachings of sacred scripture, the tradition, and the magisterium, the bishops, along in union with the Holy Father. Now, sacred Scripture uh, actually was finalized at the Council of Rome in 382. Uh, the, the Bible didn't just magically fall from heaven, and God came out and said, hey, look, here it is. Uh, and so actually, the Bible came forth from those other two sources. There was already a tradition within the church, 300 years of tradition, of where this, these sources, these books became known as the Bible. And then the bishops in union with the Pope came together, at the Council of Rome, and put the official stamp on it. It says, this is the official Bible. And so of those three main sources of teaching, sacred scripture actually came last. First was the tradition and the magisterium, and then came forth sacred scripture. What is the Bible? It's the truth of God's revelation put down on paper. It's the Word of God written down and inspired by the Holy Spirit to reveal the Father. It's the speech of God. But when people read the Bible, you get all types of stuff. In fact, I bet if we kind of went around and said, okay, what did you get out of our gospel today? We'd probably get a whole lot of different answers. How does the church read sacred scripture? The church has traditionally uh, given a way on how to read the Bible. It's called the four senses of scripture. I'm going to preach about this. I'm going to give the technical word for it, but don't get lost in the sauce, huh? Pay attention to the definition and how it's applied. The first is the literal sense. The literal sense means that it actually happened. And the other three are the spiritual senses. And so while we get many spiritual things and understandings of our Lord's dying and rising from the dead, we die to our sin, we rise uh, in the new person that we can be, uh, all that's baloney if it didn't really happen. And so the literal sense is the foundation of everything else. It's the very first. It actually happened. When you read the Bible, it actually happened. The other three deal with spiritual senses. The first is called the allegorical. Now, this is whenever the Old Testament and the New Testament are connected. Right? There's not a God of the Old Testament and a God of the New Testament. There's one God, and he spoke one word. And so they are connected. The, the allegorical sees how the Old Testament is connected to the New Testament. Next, you have the moral sense. The moral sense of scripture says, how does this apply to my life? Right? I read this. This is beautiful. I believe it's true. Uh, but how does this affect the way I live? Where the rubber hits the road. The moral sense of scripture. How is this going to change my life? And then the last one is the anagogical. That is whenever it reveals something about the future, a prophecy, right? Typically, uh, death, judgment, heaven, hell, what does it mean for the future events? Where are we going? Before we build a house, we better have some blueprints. And so what is this saying about the future of my life, the future of our lives? Okay. Let's actually apply that to our Gospel now. In our Gospel, it says that John the Baptist was arrested, and then Jesus went to Capernaum to call his disciples. That actually happened. John the Baptist was actually arrested and then later on killed for preaching the Good news. Our blessed Lord really did go to Capernaum and call his disciples to follow him. That actually happened. That's the literal sense. The allegorical of the Old Testament connects to the new, Jesus fulfills every prophecy. Every prophecy is about him. And so in the Old Testament, God started his church by calling a set of brothers, Moses and Aaron. He started the church in the Old Testament with that pair of brothers. In our gospel today, Jesus is starting his new church, the Catholic church, by calling brothers. He calls James and John he calls pairs of brothers to form his new church. Just like he did in the Old Testament. He's fulfilling prophecies. Uh, the moral sense, what does this mean for me in my own little personal life? It says that Christ preached, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Look, in What? Uh, for me to have Jesus as my Savior, I need to admit that I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. We all need to repent. But I, we shouldn't repent so much because I'm scared of hell. Right? I, look, we should be scared of hell. I'm scared of hell. But that's not the main movement. Jesus says what the main movement is I repent and believe in the gospel because the kingdom of God is at hand, because I love heaven why do I do these things or why do I avoid these things? Because I love God and I want to go to heaven. That's the primary movement. That's the moral sense. I do these things because I love heaven and I love God. And then the final is the anagogical. something about the future. Think about it. When kings are about to go to war with their enemies, what do they do? They first gather an army and go out to battle. Before Jesus is to go to war with Satan on sin and death, he first gathers his army. He's gathering his apostles, his generals, before he goes to war. He gathers them to preach the good news, the gospel. That's what's to come. That's the I anagogical. The Bible is one of the three main sources of our teaching. our Faith, on this Word of God Sunday, I wanted to say you know, a little bit about how the church has always read Scripture as one cohesive whole. We do not... Pick out scripture verses and then apply it to whatever I want it to. We take the whole of scripture and we understand it as the single word of God. And that's how we've always done it. I'd like to end uh, with a quote uh, from the patron saints of those who study scripture, uh, from St. Jerome. He says that ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. So read the Bible and come to know our Savior.